Um, but yeah, look, guys, welcome to episode 17 or 18 or 19, or I'm forgetting the episode numbers. We need to be more professional, but um, of the Daisy podcast. And this week, um, along with Val, myself, and Brim, we have Yakub, who was sat, or if fantastically was the community manager for Daisy for a while <laughs> and just brought us laugh after laugh after laugh. Um, but you've now moved on, mate. Are you allowed to tell us what you've moved on to? We have our um, theories. Oh, yeah. I, I heard some of those theories. Um, I, I'm probably going to have to disappoint you, but I haven't moved anywhere within Bohemia. I have actually moved on to an entirely different project. Yeah, we, we um, our, our theory was that you moved on to Armour 4. I, I heard that theory, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, consider this debunking that theory. I'm not working on Armour 4, no. Oh, so it's a top secret project you're on. No, no, not, not, not really. It's not a secret project. It's uh, I've moved from video games to yep. video game software. So um, I have, like, let's consider it a, a chance of a lifetime or something like yep. that. Like a super, super cool opportunity. So, so I'm building, building my own community right now, yeah. So it's a, um, a, a big change of what you were doing then. Not really. No, I'm still no? trolling people on Twitter. Because, <laughs> <laughs> mate, after the last um, couple of years with Daisy, you know, it, it was really, really sad for a lot of us when we lost um, Brian, Eugen, Batty, Martin, Peter Nespesny, all in a very short space of time. You know, Dean Hall was bad enough um, way back when, but that was, and, you know, people kind of understood that. And then we just had bam, 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 and it went downhill. Yep. And it was, you know, we used the analogy, I think, Brim, of um, um, Daisy was almost like the, you know, the poor old dog at the door that everyone kicked on its way um, through the house. And then all of a sudden you came in as the community manager, mate. And everyone was like, what the fuck is going on? The, the, the... You yeah. just uh, single-handedly uh, you helped revive predominantly on Twitter, but yeah, you know, that's mainly where I follow Daisy is on Twitter, not so much the forums and that. But were you doing the same on those other um, platforms? Uh, see, like it's difficult. I, I try to, but uh, each platform is very specific. So yeah. I try to do the same thing on Facebook, but uh, Facebook is much more toxic, you know, <laughs> and. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no point hiding anything at this point. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, this approach is not applicable to every single social media, right? So so I very consciously chose Twitter to do it. Yep. Yeah. Also, also I have to say, like, um, I exactly what you said is true, and I felt it when I arrived because people were. Uh, very conscious about like you know their relationship with the community they knew that there were ups and downs in the past and so on and there was almost like this dread you know and i felt like uh this needs to change and uh i hope that uh, my successor which is also my good buddy by the way uh scott probably heard of him yeah um but he's only temporary or um i don't know i i think Right now, they're saying it's temporary, but like I know him, and I know that he gets the kick out of it. So uh, it, we 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 are very similar in this sense, you know. So we we also used to live together, so I know the man very well, and you guys are going to like have a lot of fun with him as well. 
That's awesome. That that because I think it was you, Brim, who first spot um, highlighted the change of the Twitter account, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it was one of the. I think it was like maybe the fifth or sixth episode we did of yep. the podcast. I think. And I just remember logging onto Twitter one day. I mean, I've pretty much got it open and logged in 24-7. But I remember opening it up in, in Google Chrome and going, hang on a minute. Someone's put like a really, someone on the Daisy Twitter accounts put like a really sarcastic but really good response to, to one of the community moaning about something. I thought, well, hang on, what the fuck is this? So I clicked <laughs> it and I was like, "Someone, someone's had access here. This is brilliant. So I posted it in the agenda, and obviously we spoke about it then the uh, that, that following weekend. And yeah, I think we've we've turned it into a regular a regular segment of the podcast now. The little sort of the Daisy Twitter watch, and sort of uh, yeah. sit yeah. here every week and spend 10, 15 minutes laughing and joking and having a having a good time reading the the responses from from you on Twitter. So it's you know it's it's given us something something positive to put out into the world. And like like Boydie said, prior to that, it was it was pretty much almost dead to be honest. You know the Daisy yeah. Twitter account was it would retweet the odd thing and it would put out the very generic company response of you know we are looking into this we hope to have it fixed as soon as possible you know very professional responses and then suddenly one day it's just switched around to becoming very personable and feeling now suddenly like it's back to being part of the community again which is what it yes. used to be years ago and yeah. I, th I think that's an absolutely brilliant thing and i can only hope that, that the guy that's doing it now can uh, you know can sort of keep that keep that going because that was a it's a really positive part of the community now and i love it um i think that the important thing is that people in the daisy team saw that this is working and that people are enjoying it and they will try to replicate it in the future you know so i think that there will come real some some real good out of it because it, it, it was amazing, wasn't it, Val, just to, to see some life. And, you know, so many of us have stayed loyal to Daisy over the years. You know, I've got mates who I played with um, way back when Daisy Standalone was first released. And they're like, why do you still play a boy? And I said, you know, th there's nothing like it. Um, I And, you know, on this show, we, we, we call out, you know, the faults that Daisy has. Um, but at our core... Every one of us and everyone who we have on is a Daisy fan of some sort. And Val, it was just outstanding to see. And Scotty certainly gave us um, hope that he's going to keep the vein up with last week's The Hardest Cock in Daisy. Um, oh, yeah, post. that was... Yeah, I'm like, this is fucking cringe. <laughs> but yeah, you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, but Val, it, it was pretty good, wasn't it, mate? Yeah, I think it's obviously been a new, a new direction in many ways, and I think that helps because I think part of the the abuse that was kind of aimed at the day through Twitter account in the past, I think, I think sometimes, even though I'm not justifying it because they're obviously dicks, but um, <laughs> I think that often it, it's, it, it's ways to diffuse it, like just kind of give it a bit of banter back, and I think people are starting to feel a bit more included, and even though, again, like I said, they're obviously dicks, but at the same time, I think for me, it's it's just um, it does seem to diffuse some of the, the the toxicity that they're getting on Twitter to some extent. I think it's yeah. positive. Yeah, I think that humor is an incredibly powerful weapon, especially when you're working with a community that uh, has been through a lot. You know, and if you're if you're choosing this approach and are you know the conversation is not super serious all the time. It only encourages the members of the community to do the same and to have fun and to go to the Twitter to not only get information, because, like, of course, you have to present some sort of information every time, 
but uh, they're going there also to see their favorite brand, their favorite game interact yes. with uh, with others in uh, like you know jokey way. Batty Batty was um, probably the last uh, shining light we had. She was amazing. Um, she just had such a great yeah. personality, and she really did pour her heart and soul into it. You know, she was a Daisy fan from way back. What about yourself? What was your relationship with Daisy before you started on the project? Oh, there we go. Oh boy, I was dreading dreading this uh, this this question because uh, I haven't been a, like a massive fan of Daisy in the past. Yep, I have. Uh, I have played it in the past, but uh, really, like you know, I when I when I started doing this job and I heard like all of you guys talking about like hey, let's meet there and let's meet there and let's meet there, and I'm just like trying to decipher the fucking you know, names <laughs> of the towns and so on. I'm that guy. I'm a freshie, you know. Yep. And uh, I was actually learning the game as I was uh, learning the the ins and outs of the job. So like, your podcast has been a godsend because like. At least I figured out a lot of things that are happening in the community and so on. But I also were, was able to learn more about the game itself. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't very experienced Daisy player, but uh, I grew into it as I was uh, starting to work as a community manager. That's awesome, that is. like It just goes to show you don't have to have someone who's a fanboy. It's obviously good if they know, but... Um, I think probably our favourite tweet of yours was the one at um, Old Mate from Mixer. Um, that was the uh, one where he was... Uh, he, he said something to you. You did a post. Oh, update. he was asking for it, though. He, <laughs> he was asking he was. for it. And you just came back with it. And you could always stream it on, oh, wait. Oh. But he took it. <laughs> to his credit, he took it well, didn't he, Brim? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, and that's it, super it important. phenomenal. It was. it was absolutely phenomenal, and like you say, he, he took it all in good stride. That guy as well, you know. He, I think I think I must have sat there for about twenty, thirty minutes after I'd seen the tweet, and just reading through all the replies of everyone, yes. like, "Oh, you got roasted," and the guy who got roasted being like, "Yep, yeah, no, fair enough, he got me on that one." And yeah. like the fact that someone would take that the way it was intended as a joke and as a bit of a laugh, rather than getting hurt by it, I think I think that just made it so much better as well. It was phenomenal. Yeah. But this is what makes a good joke as well, the other person being able yes. to recognize that it's a joke. That There have been a number of cases where I was trying to have fun with somebody and they were like, how dare you talk to me like this? I'm a customer. <laughs> no, but seriously, like this is, there is a very particular type of a person. I don't want to say the nationality because it's usually this nationality. And they're like, oh. <laughs> outraged you know like i'm a customer you cannot uh cannot talk to me like this and uh this happened as well but you don't get to see those failed interactions because they don't get like viral you know yeah People don't retweet it and so on because there is a negative person uh, involved i've actually got um a bot in my chat um that has only two um accounts on it and that's the daisy account um and asmondian um, so every oh. tw every tweet you guys make comes up in my uh, Twitter stuff. Um, I've just got it popping up now. Um, so it's a very good, very good company, by the way. His tweets are gold. Yeah, Asmondian is. Oh yeah, so, so many of us have said um, that Daisy needs to hire that guy uh, and just get him to make those little um, uh, charts that he does for mm -hmm. the general public and do them through the official account or something. Um, yeah, because he's just 
he's the sort of person who everyone like Wobo. Wobo was another mm-hmm. one, and Wobo's coming back. I don't know if you know who Wobo is. I've heard of him. Yeah, Wobo was universally loved um, so much to the point that you know they raised nearly thirty thousand US dollars for him um, to help him with caring for his mum, mm-hmm. and yeah, the people like that. Um, you know, I think we talked last week about it. It'd be great if the Daisy uh, Bohemia Interactive worked closer. You know, obviously it's risky. You know, just getting. You know, if they if they came to me, um, I can be uh, more of a, a hindrance. Um, we all know what I'm like on Twitter at times. Um, Never. But someone like Asmondian, um, he's just fantastic. Uh, the stuff he does is next level. The quality mm-hmm. he does. But I, I, maybe this would be a good topic for uh, for a little chat. Uh, do you think that do you think that this is something that Daisy should be doing and revealing all these uh, mechanics that are there and that he is presenting through the infographics? Because I feel like part of the charm of the game is that you have yeah. to find that for yourself and actually go and be part of the community and engage and make friends and so on. Yeah, That's I why, like, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to like uh, give you um, give you some give you an example because like I'm a huge fan of Dark Souls games. Right, very different from Daisy, of course, apart from the difficulty. And uh, I think that the success of the game is partly because it doesn't tell you shit. You don't know anything, and you have to go on forums, you have to go on Twitter, you have to go on YouTube, and you have to search for videos, and you have to become part of the community to actually understand what the fuck is happening. Yeah. And this is an incredibly smart way to grow your community and to create people who are super engaged in the lore and, you know, and the world and so on. I, I, I actually do agree with you on that. Um, so in some essence, it's probably best that um, Asmondian just continues doing what he's doing. Um, exactly. I think that he's exactly where he should be. Fan content. Fan content. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Same with Wobo and stuff like that. Um, now, I'm going to have to quickly jump off of this screen to see what the next topic was. Um, oh, Foxy Pote's um, tweet, which was kind of sad. Um, just waiting for it to load up. Uh, but Foxy, yeah. I don't know whether you know Jacob, he's one of the guys um, behind, um, does a lot of stuff behind the scenes for the podcast. Um, he's basically mm-hmm. almost like our, our resident fax man, our researcher. Um, mm-hmm. And he's just, he's never been on the show despite asking. Um, but yeah, he said a lad I work with, his dad has just tested positive for coronavirus. He lives at home still and he's been in our group of work. So have been working with him every day. He's getting tested tomorrow. Hopefully it comes back negative. So I don't know, uh, Brim, do you know if he's updated, um, from that? Uh, I believe he has. Yeah. I believe he put something up saying that he, the guy that he worked with, uh, that he that that he thought might have the virus has now t- uh, had a test and come back negative, um, so I think that should in theory be a be an a okay on that one with any amount of luck. But obviously we'd have to have yeah. to wait and ask Foxy himself, I suppose, when we next speak to him. But but yeah, I think I think everything I think everything's okay. So and, and I mean that's only a that's only a good thing. Fingers crossed for him. Fingers crossed for him. Definitely. Um, the next topic um, was, we just already talked about it, but Asmondian, another one of his amazing little uh, guides. And this is something that, you know, it's like you were just talking about, Jacob. It's one of those facts that there's probably a lot of people, especially those who just play the easy loot servers where 
Um, loot is in abundance, but for the people who play vanilla and the more hardcore servers, it's one of those little things about DayZ. Now, I actually learned something from it as well, that I didn't realize that you could um, go above on water. I thought water it didn't work on, but you can actually cram in more food, and when you're full, that's not full. Um, I knew that was yeah. food, but I didn't know it was with water as well. I learned that today when I was looking at the agenda. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, the, the, the best way to do it, Val, uh, as I understand it, is um, uh, cramming cooked animal fat. People say, that, is it three pieces of animal fat? Three or four, maybe. It'll, it'll get you to the point at which the arrow goes up, then down, then up, then down, then up, yeah. then down. And that's, I believe, when, when you're full. But I think it's probably... The reason why you see so many new players saying "fuck me," I've got to eat every few minutes, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm dying of starvation. When I think generally, unless you're playing harder servers, I think if you've played the game for a bit longer, you, you do realise that if you pick up a kind of food, it's always best for us to eat it. It obviously saves on weight, and you can, at the same time, still get the benefit from the calories that you take it in. So, but Brim, it's something that um, even the guys on the the easy servers can use to their advantage if they want. You know, if they want to go on a big long run of just PvP and not have to worry about eating, then do a little bit of hunting, get some animal fat, keep it in your base, and cram it before you go out and spend the next three hours running around without having to worry about food again. Yeah, it's pretty much what I what I used to do back in the day. I mean, I still still do it now, depending on what server I'm playing on, but. Like you say, it's a case of just cram as much food down as you can. Like Mike just said, you don't need to worry about taking too much food with you. Always take a couple of cans of, you know, tactical bacon or something in a canteen. And like I say, I didn't know, I didn't know the full details of that tip until Asmondian put that out. I knew that you had a lot more reserves, you know, behind the scenes than what you see in your UI when you see your food and drink full. Until I became a server admin and helping my friend run his server. And I looked into the player management and, and I was like, hang on, I've just eaten like two bits of fat and downed nearly an entire cooking pot full of water. I'm, like, I'm full. But then it's still saying, you know, less than the, the total amount. And I'm thinking, hang on, how much is going there? And depending on the, the, um, the, the tools, you, the admin tools you use, you can actually adjust players' food and drink levels yourself you know in the admin tools and i just put both food and drink to maximum and i thought on, on myself just to see what it was and i was like fuck you know you can cram so much and I, I just thought as soon as you get that stomach full thing that's it you're done but you know i get i guess you're never too old to uh never too old to learn yeah but this is this is exactly why i love daisy man like there are so many things that you learn every day about it and you think that you know everything and every day you learn mm. something new one of the things that's um, got us quite excited at the moment, uh, Jakub, is um, that we've got um, Sumrak as the lead developer. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And he's a very serious guy. Um, yeah, you know, he's a lovely man. He, he is. Um, I, can, I, can tell you, I, I know that you guys haven't met him in person, but he's incredibly capable uh, at his job. But he is also a very lovely man. I really like him. I, I did a he was, uh, he was, spotlight. He was always like, mm-hmm. he was always a, a highlight of company meetings, especially during the Corona period. You know, uh, when we had uh, like the home offices and uh, everybody had to call in uh, for meetings, and like he would he would be giggling all the way through when he was presenting new features and so on. And just this little thing made the meeting bearable, you know, like because like it's work. 
and you're looking forward to the meeting because uh, Sumrak is there. He's just one of the nicest guys. Um, like I got yes. to spend um, like even a little thing he did for me. Like I'm um, pretty much a nobody in the Daisy scene. I'm known by quite a few people, but I'm nowhere near the size of your minders, your Toprecks, your Running Mans, and uh, Smoke and them. But I reached out to him because I wanted to do a spotlight interview on him um, because he's such a fascinating individual doing whether he was the map developer uh, or map designer at the time. And we all knew he was working on um, uh, the Molsk map. Um, and he actually said, Boydie, I'll give you the footage. And I said, oh, OK, it's like a link to a video. And he goes, no, 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 I'll give you I'll do a video for you and you can upload it on your channel. And I was just like, what? You do that for me? I'm a fucking nobody. And sure enough, he did. Um, he did interviews later on with others, but it, it's to this day I'm still blown away by it. I have I have uh, uh, good news for you. I think um, I think majority of the Daisy team, or at least good part of the Daisy team, is listening to the podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah, kind of makes it like this, good is, this, is, this is <laughs> yeah, this is this is uh, like. Podcasts are a great way uh, to get information while you're working, right? You don't have to like 100% focus on, yeah. on, on this. Uh, and uh, every time you release it, I could see in the monitors of the other members of the team that they're listening to it. So, so yeah, this is a, I think this is a great achievement for you. That's actually kind of, yeah, I can see the look on your face, Brim. It's like, oh, really? Wow, I, I, yeah. did, I didn't think that because it's, it's not a massive audience, but... We do it because, um, you know, like we've got 23 people watching us at the moment, Yakub. Um, but mm -hmm. pretty much all of them are Daisy fans. Um, and that's, you know, I, I'm not um, <clears throat> arrogant enough to admit that I haven't stolen the idea. Like Barely Infected um, and Super FT LOL used to do one, which <clears throat> I don't know about the other guys, but I hung out for it. But they only did it like once a month or something. Um, and I just felt that there was a need for there's a, there's a lot that happens, um, whether it be um, you know stuff from the official account or stuff from the mods, um, just stuff that happens in yeah all around. So that that's actually a pretty um, nice thing to know that they are listening to it. Um, I think yeah. like sorry, like I said from I think the first week that I was on, it's it's really nice to be part of something positive because I think for the past few years, yeah, there's been so much bile and toxicity on social media oh. about about daisy wrongly obviously it's a lot of it's been totally irrational but it's it's an incredibly kind of fulfilling thing to be part of something that's that's genuinely positive we don't sit here and slag off bohemia or daisy or the devs i think we, we just try and put obviously we try and have constructive discussions and if we don't agree with something we'll say but i think all of us and all the guests that have been on we all try and be as positive as possible i'm having really. a chuckle yakub um in chat um one of our uh regular viewers is a guy called dewan um he has a <laughs> long and colorful history with daisy um i don't know whether you've ever heard of the 420 servers back in the day um no but i can imagine what's happening there they basically somehow managed to get their hands on um the files behind daisy uh, and then oh. they ripped them and they made their own modded server and they had boats and vehicles and all this shit that wasn't even in the normal game. Um, and he's now a good boy um, and he makes some mm -hmm. of the best um, uh, servers out there. He's got the Deathmatch server that you probably heard us talk about. Um, yep. he's, a, he's a very, very good nah, boy now, but he's, he was a naughty, naughty boy in the past. And he's just... Oh. 
put a comment in there like, oh shit the devs watching <laughs> and yet we talk about yes. it yeah he's another yes. guy who's behind the scenes and contributes a lot um, because he's a very very skilled modder um, so having him um, and BWAF Wee Devil or Ben the guy behind the Blue Waffle Attack Force which I'm certain you've heard of um, having them in chat really add to the collective intellect of the uh, show you know you've got the the, the faces, uh, the sexy guys, me and Brim, and Val's the brains, and yeah, those two. And this is a, a, another proof that uh, it doesn't really matter how big your audience is, but how, like, who Passionate. is your audience. Yes. Yeah. The passion and, uh, like, you know, how invested they are. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that's, that's what uh, was great with seeing what you guys did. I know we're going back to the first topic and that, but... Um, the Twitter community in particular, um, Ben's written it in there, you know, the, the DayZ community is unlike most other games. Um, the people who oh, are, yeah. you know, I've had so many people, like I'm running um, now with um, a few American guys who've all just um, reinstalled the game or just gotten the game. There's almost like there's a new life in, in DayZ um, that people are just, yes, so what, are this game's still around? What, and... Mm -hmm. Oh, it is better. It's still buggy. I, de I, de I dare say that it's better than ever. Yeah. And I think that it was also like uh, many mm -hmm. different pieces of the puzzle clicked in at the same time. Because, uh, for example, Sumrak, you know, started uh, being the team lead. We also got like behind the scenes, you know, super cool, pro like um, uh, producer. Uh, other people also, you know, joined or or like were added to the team and uh something that you guys probably like are aware but not maybe inside the game is the marketing around the game has also improved a lot yes so there's there are all these different parts you know like moving parts uh, clicked in and i think that uh, you can see it on the numbers like daisy is probably like living right now it's renaissance uh it has more players than than it had in a long time and it's reaching the levels of when it was uh, launched for the first times uh, and this is something that like people see because like okay we're saying that daisy has more players than ever they would always immediately go to steam and check out like hey this is bullshit like you guys had more players but also at uh, the ps4 players and the xbox players and so on this is a giant community right now you know and people are enjoying the game like across the, the whole planet it's it's really crazy like this is the best time to be the daisy fan yeah i'm just bringing it up now the uh steam chart um is mm. still pretty much um just the same as it has been you know that little peak there we were 1.08 and oh that might have been the free weekend actually um and then yeah it's just a little slight with downward there but nothing um to make people sweat about do you guys um did they watch the player um uh, numbers a lot well it, it is one of the key metrics of course you know we are always looking at the concurrent users because that's something that is definitely telling us uh if we're doing something right or wrong especially in the marketing area yep uh so yeah it is watched closely yeah i still also of course we have we have we have uh, even like more sophisticated analytical tools to look into what's happening on the consoles as well. So yeah, these numbers are watched very closely. Yeah. So um, post COVID, is there ever going to be a chance of a day's econ? Uh, I mean, I would like to do it, but uh, I'm out of the picture at this point. Uh, 
I I don't know to be honest. I don't know. I would really love to do it, and if I w- if I was still there, I would definitely push for something like this happening. Um, I don't know because the, I think that there is a lot of risks involved, right? Involved, right? You can see it uh, everywhere in today's uh, day and age, where you have all these like big events and people because you know it's. It's easy to say yes, I'm attending, but then it's more easy not to even attend, you know. Yeah. So it's super, super difficult to predict if this event is going to be successful or not. I think that we could we could like talk about a real Daisy event if in the future there was Daisy Two, and Daisy and Daisy Two was even like you know at least the same success. It would be much more in the public's eye. You would have a much easier time getting sponsors and getting this thing, uh, you know, floating. And uh, yeah, but because I think that Daisy is like it, in this stage where it's just like the the older guys are still playing it, and the, and there are new guys coming in, but it's not in the public's eye in terms of there is not much media buzz around it. Okay, it's Chad like, only heard hey, one thing you said then. Daisy too. Okay. Oh yeah, well. Of <laughs> Apparently, it's confirmed. It's confirmed. Yeah, yeah it's I, confirmed. I just confirmed Daisy two, and I might as well confirm Half Life three. Yeah. Everyone's pressing the clip button on the stream and getting straight onto Twitter <laughs> to be the first person to confirm Daisy two. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I would like I would like to confirm that, but you know, this is this is this is a difficult question. But uh, what I'm saying is that. Uh, the possibility of events like this would be if we had uh, media support on our side, yeah. and we, which could create more buzz around it. Like, like um, Ben said um, before, the community will be playing this game for a long time to come, I think, many years of life left in it. Um, me personally, I don't think a Daisy 2 would be the right move. Um, I think it would be... Um, a lot of people would, you know, quickly, the haters would be jumping up and down going, see, they couldn't fucking fix it. The infusion engine was shit. They, they even admitting it themselves. Um, I mm. think just sticking with what we've got for the time being, you know, maybe down the line. Um, but Daisy just looks to me like the sort of game that can grow for, as Ben said, a number of years. What do you reckon, Brim? Yeah, I mean, well, I think I think I agree with uh, with Jakob in what he said that we are sort of hitting that renaissance now with Daisy, where yeah. it kind of tapered off a little bit for a couple of years, where things were a little bit sort of. I think everyone got kind of bored with the you know the ten year beta or however long it seemed it was, um, you know, and now we've got the one point release again. Obviously, now we're hitting one point oh eight and we're we're soldiering forward. I think, like you say, it's got. It's, I think we say it every week, you know. There's a lot of life left in this old girl yet. She's not going anywhere anytime mm. soon. And, you know, I think that's something we can all be be very happy for. I mean, I've only just sort of in the last couple of months of doing this podcast really started hammering down and getting well into the Daisy community. And, you know, I was already in it to a, to a degree, um, you know, but now I'm streaming a lot more and, you know, being more into it. It's it's definitely one of the best things going. And I can't wait to see what the what the future holds in one way or another. Daisy forever, like June said, not a game like it. And that's it. That's it's got to be one thing, um, Yakub, that you guys were pretty proud of. It's, it's kind of a, a running joke that we have on here that um, so many games have tried, but none have managed to beat Daisy at what Daisy does best. You've had Scum, which was massively hyped. Um, Deadside, massively hyped. We've got Dead Matter coming. Um, 
And they're all good games in their own right, but none of them have managed to topple the king. I, I think they lack the the unnamed thing, the X factor, right? Hmm. And I also the, the unpopular opinion here. I think that uh, part of the charm of the game is also that it is not perfect. Yeah. That uh, that it is unexpected, and some of the moments are like you know you wanna you wanna tear out your hair, but it is incredibly hilarious for your friends, you know. So like uh, this weird combination of super hardcore approach that nobody like thought that would be possible and uh, the hilarious bugs and this X factor created something really special and I, there is no wonder that it is beloved by by many people you know everywhere it's like uh, you, you can say that you like many games but Daisy players they love the game they, yes. they absolutely love it and they give it a hard time because they love it so this is the also for a community manager it is important to realize that most of the hate that you're getting is not because people hate the game. It is the exact opposite, in fact. They love the game so much and they're frustrated that it is not, it's not reaching its full potential. We've always um, said, uh, Val, that um, <clears throat> I, I don't have it against anyone who takes a break. Because Daisy, like you said, most of us are so passionate, aren't we, Val? And you just need to sometimes step away from it. I think for me, like some of the worst experience I've had have, have kind of been some of the most memorable. But I think if that was slightly different and, and the experience was maybe a bit different, I can fully understand why some people need a break. Because sometimes Daisy can be can be a bit, you know, can be a, a hard mistress, and it can be you can go through weeks and weeks and weeks of having just horrendous luck and feeling like nothing's going well for you. And sometimes, you like anything, you just need to take a step back and have a breather and often when you go back it's kind of when you rekindle some of that love for it really yeah and that even then yeah like i mentioned before i've, I've been playing with some guys who haven't played in years and they're all astounded at the difference um yes they're playing on modded servers um but probably one of the the best things i had Yakub, was when i did the interview with the um expansion project guys mm. um thurston and um uh, Jacob Mango and Steve and them, and they all pretty much said that nothing they did would have been possible if it hadn't have been for the dev team. If it hadn't have been for the state of the core game of Daisy, nothing that they've done. And yes, I know it's kind of a bit of a joke. They've had some bugs with 1.08 and no fall damage and all the rest of it. But even still, it's just not just them, but all the other modders. Even to one in chat says it that you know he couldn't do what he's doing without the state of Daisy being where it is. And Sumrak and the rest of the team should be proud of what they've managed to achieve. I know it's still not perfect, and we don't like to call them bugs. We call them features. Um, but, yeah, it's fucking just, yeah, it, it, it makes me sad when I see people hating for the sake of hating. I have to ask, mm. how mm. toxic were some of the people on Twitter? Well, the, fir the probably the first thing that I did when I started and first looked at the Twitter feed and the Facebook feed was that I applied some super hardcore uh, filters, you know, and filled them with like uh, the rudest words I could think of. Yep. And uh, that made my job a lot easier so that I could, you know, because like you, you in this line of work, you also have to worry about your uh, mental health sort of, yes. you know, and like... Uh, being constantly faced with uh, with uh, attacks and hate can be really damaging to your mentality. <laughs> so, uh, 
so yeah, so so this helped a lot. And afterwards, I could focus on people who really actually were trying to uh, propose some sort of constructive feedback or uh, were just frustrated with certain things. And if people are frustrated, that's the best thing. Uh, that's like the best type of player that you can engage with because you can get out of him the exact reasons why he's frustrated, and you can build on that. And uh, the, also another really important thing in community management is that you are taking this, not personally, but you're taking it all as uh, really valuable resources for your work because all, these, all this frustration is ammunition for the, for, the, uh, for the development team, which is then like addressing it and trying to prevent this frustration from happening again. Of course, there are uh, exceptions, like things that are not easily fixed, like for example, the teasing, which is for me and from my experience, the biggest issue that Daisy currently has which is affecting a lot of the things, especially on console, you know, and missing items and flying cars and so on. But, um, but yeah, uh, you, you have to like look past the hate and uh, take it as something super valuable for your work. Yeah, the the mental health thing, I don't know whether uh, Brim or Val, you watched the spotlight on Brian Hicks that I did, uh, but he talked there a lot about it. He copped, Fuck, he cops some just some absolutely ridiculous um, hate. Um, from he's still getting it. There. Yeah, he still does, and even Dean Hall to an extent gets it. Um, you know, people he, he's talked about his new game that he's going to release, um, and then um, <clears throat> people go, Where, "How long until you abandon this game and go fuck off and climb Everest?" And it's like, guys, just relax. Yeah, relax. Yeah. I think like I mentioned last week, and I kind of want to say again as well, I think people kind of forget that they're talking to real people on the internet, yes. even if they're yes. speaking to a, a community account or like a company account. I think people kind of forget that that, that to say these things in, in real life are unacceptable. And like yeah. even just because you're doing it over the internet doesn't make it any better. It just makes it even more damaging in a way because it's so anonymous that there's no kind of perceived consequence and it's it's obviously in some ways even worse sometimes so it's you know i can understand why so many people people's mental health is negatively impacted by online discussions it's it's wrong really but that's people saying in chat there that he's had players threaten to send drugs to his kids and all sorts of stuff so god knows the shit the devs get dude like there there there's been so much shit in the past like for the daisy team especially like uh because one of the first things that I wanted to do is that I wanted to uh, open up the development a little bit, you know, like uh, show who's actually working on the game, uh, present them uh, what their, like, you know, accomplishments are and so on, and let them talk about their work. And they were very worried about it because in the past there has been a lot of, like, you know, threats and so on, even... So yeah, you're right. People don't realize that they're talking to real people and that it's actually negatively affecting their psyche. And I'm just glad that this topic is currently like in the spotlight because yeah. uh, because with the with the streamers and with the content creators on YouTube and and, and uh, Twitch right now, uh, people do commit suicide over these things and yeah. they should not be taken lightly. You know. So just like before you uh, type anything, just think about how it's actually going to affect the other person. You, you can you can really like uh, this is uh, it can ruin your day in the least you know it can ruin your month it can ruin your life 
So be careful about this. It, it sort of touches on what we talked last week about. I don't know. Um, I've been a lazy bugger and I haven't uploaded the uh, podcast, but um, at the moment there's been um, a lot of uh, people calling out other people for not making genuine, um, you know, unscripted content and all the rest of it. Um, and it's just, it, it really disturbs pretty much all of us who are in here that did you, did you need to call them out on it? Um, you know, there's a young lad, Milo, the average sniper. I don't know whether you heard about the controversy with him. I, yes, 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 yes. I, so I, I, he fucked up. I watched it closely. He fucked up right royally. He made a big mm. mistake. But does he deserve to have people giving him death threats to... You know, basically calling for him to be cancelled. No, he doesn't. He's a he's a, and I I copped shit myself um, from people. The thing that sorry, no, the thing that fucked me off so much about the Milo situation. I've not mentioned it on on um on the podcast. I don't think I had some quite um heated debates with some quite large Daisy streamers who were basically saying Milo deserves the backlash he's getting. And I was saying, well, fucking wait, this is a guy that's getting death threats and threats to dox him. So how fucking dare you say that? He deserves the backlashes again. You know, you may not be aware of that, but people listen to what you say and probably take it as some kind of influence from it. So I think people need to be a lot more careful as to how they bash people like Milo and obviously yeah. more recently people like Anarchy. Fucking it's just it's fucking common sense. Culture. I hate cancel culture. I fucking hate it. Yeah. I think that I think for me the worst part of that Milo thing as well is like the thing he brought up in your spotlight interview, Boydie, was he was saying that people were were literally sending him messages saying, "Look, this is your mum and dad's address, isn't it? Like I'm gonna firebomb their house." And you think, for fuck's sake, what is wrong with you? Pixels. Like it is over pixels. Somewhat, yeah, it's it's a video game. So like, granted, he was a knob for what he did. He shouldn't have done what he did. And no one in their right mind is gonna say that it was right. Not at all. But let's be—he didn't—he didn't kill anyone. He's not a rapist or a murderer. He's—he he's, he dicked about in a video game, and that's it. And and people are threatening to to you know to physically harm him and his family, people that are innocent and had nothing to do with it. I think some people really need their fucking head looking at. Yeah, they do. It's it's really really sad the way um, uh, people get like that, and you know from people attacking the dev team through to people attacking content creators for, you know, just, yeah. Oh, hopefully we can uh, get past it and this little bit of, yeah, sit, yeah. Hor it's some lighter topic. Yeah, we, we, we need to change the topic because it's, it's such a um, scary thing. Uh, I think one thing I will say, but... sorry, go ahead. Mike just said- No, I was gonna, I was gonna change the topic. Nice. My YouTube channel. I just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to ask, like, one, okay, I'm, I'm voting for changing topic, but uh, at the same time, uh, asking one last question about it. Do you think that there is a way that this can change? No. What would need to happen for this to change? No, it's just, it's a, it's an unfortunate um, side effect of society in general. Everyone, um, whether it be over um, a silly video done in blackface, two thousand, two into two thousand years, like poor old Jenna Marbles. Um, or um, bloody what's the uh, guy from Tropic Thunder, Robert Downey Jr. Um, people just they they, they want to feel like special little fucking snowflakes by cancelling someone and saying how how much of a better person they are than someone else. It really grinds my gears. My, 
I've just done my a fundraiser, Yakub, for um, a guy called mm. Moonshine. He's one of my um, mm. regulars in chat. Um, he's a mod mm. for me. He's a friend. Um, and we've managed to raise over 1500 Aussie dollars to buy him a new laptop. He's been down in his luck. One of the reasons I did it, and I said this when I first started, it was I haven't been a fucking angel myself in life. I've done some shitty fucking things, especially when I was younger. So I'm trying to make up for it now um, to do things to better... Yeah, myself as a person, um, I love that saying that's out there um, that's attributed to Muhammad Ali. A man who views the world the same at 50 as he did when he was 20 has wasted 30 years of his life. Um, yeah. Sadly, there's so many young people out there and even older ones who just want to cancel, cancel, cancel and be able to say, I cancelled such and such for a stupid mistake they made. Yeah. Val, you were going to say something? Uh, well, I was going to say that uh, we were actually discussing a person, uh, the, the not-so-saint mother uh, in the chat, right? So he, he probably wasn't the saint in the past and he was like stealing assets or something like that from Daisy. But now he's creating most that people are enjoying. So it's like saying that people cannot change, you know? It, it, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? I can, like, I could I could pull up some of my, you know, Facebook posts or tweets from 20 years ago and be like, who is this person? Like, yeah. what am I saying? Like, it's not not like something super bad. I would be so ashamed of it. Like, super cringe, you know? Yeah, yeah. I look at, um, I watch a guy called Philip DeFranco on YouTube. Um, and yeah. he talks about back in the day, I didn't watch him back then, but his SXE Phil, Sexy Phil. And he was a right fucking twat. Um, yeah. yeah. Treated women like shit and just... Um, even up until five, six years ago, he was still doing those tacky um, photo shoots with women in his um, office and stuff like that. How the hell he's still got a missus is fucking beyond me. If I if I was taking sexy photos of women in my bloody office, my missus would be walking in going, oh, you are copping the rolling pin to the back of the head, sunshine. But he's quite. he says quite regularly, if I met myself from 20 years ago now, or even 10 years ago now, I'd probably punch myself in the face. Um, because he's learned and evolved. You know, I've got I've got some issues with some stuff he does, like the whole better help scandal. But um, as a person, though, you can't deny that he is a decent person, and he admits his faults from years ago. But does he deserve to be cancelled? Fuck no. I think that the main problem with people like this is if you stay the same and if you still have the same views. You know, yes. that is the real problem. And there, there are some people, what? sadly, um, Val, and you probably would know some as well, who um, they, something happens in their life and that becomes the be-all and end-all of their life. I see it a lot with ex-soldiers. Um, their time in the military defines them and shapes them for the rest of their life. For me, no. The thing that defines me and shapes me is I'm a dad. I got to you know, help create a life. Um, admittedly, it was five seconds of uh, the best fun I've ever had in my life, but um, I've still got to be part of now being a father. Um, whereas some people, they just... Something happens in their life and they lock onto it and they never change, they never evolve and they live in those glory days. Val, have you ever had people like that? I think sometimes it's easy to blame past events for current behaviour in a way. Like yeah. I, I went through quite a lot of childhood trauma when I was younger. I'm not going to go too heavy on this, but no. by the way, but I think kind of I think when I was like a teenager, I was a right cunt, and I think I always blamed <laughs> I always blamed the past kind of things that happen to me maybe is, is a reason for that but obviously I think the older you get and when you sort of mature a bit more and you realize that 
you, you make your own choices and you, you yes. kind of try and better yourself because it's a, the responsibility is on you, isn't it? So, like, I think going back to what Jakob said about do I think it will change, probably not because I think too many people don't take that responsibility and no. don't kind of look at the consequences. And so, no, probably not, no. But, yeah, well, I, I think that... Yeah. Yeah, so sorry, I, I just think that just by us talking about it, we're doing a little bit of, you know, the work. So maybe, I, I, I'm still trying to be optimistic and hope that this is going to eventually change, but uh, just, you know, just thinking that this is never going to change is not probably going to help anything. Yeah, I, th I think it's good to have good to have some positive optimism like that. I think that's one of the things that will help to to drive it forward and get rid of the the hate and the shite that's in the world i think it, i think it kind of goes back to that old adage if you can't fight fire with fire you know you can only fight fire with water that's what or, well i mean obviously there's a few other ways but you know it's, it's one of those things where you're not going to be able to just you know meet hate with hate that's not gonna that's not going to do everything you need it to do so i think having people have that optimism and have that positive outlook and then putting that into effect like like we've seen with the obviously with the daisy twitter and things it kind of that i think that's a big help and a big stepping stone in the right direction yes and having these open talks and being able to say look i'm not i'm not the best in the world i'm not innocent you know i've been a knob but i've grown and i i've moved on from it i think you know personal growth is the is going to be the best way forward with it and that was um something that um yeah probably I don't, I don't know whether it was intentional, but the way you handled the Twitter account couldn't have come at a better time. Um, yes, the player numbers mm. were up, but the morale of the community was starting to sink a bit. And then all of a sudden, these funny tweets start coming out and it just you know, it reinvigorated everyone. You know, on this show, um, it, it was a highlight for us. And, you know, so, so much of a highlight. Like Brim said before, we made our own special segment, Daisy Twitter Watch, um, just to talk oh, about yeah. the funny shit that we'd seen and... Yeah, it, it just it added a lot of positivity. So mm. I think we've just got to try and ignore these people who who seem to thrive on toxicity and all the rest of it, and just try to focus on the good stuff. And yeah, we'll I think that. that this is like this is the, uh, we we could probably close this topic on this, where no matter what your job is, you can always you can always do something that is going to make somebody happy. Yeah. Right. Because the miserable bastards are going to be miserable bastards forever. Yep. But bringing a smile to somebody's face, you can do that in every single profession. Yeah. So let's do that. I like that. I like that. Um, sadly, Ben couldn't join us tonight. Um, but he had... He, he's in the chat. Um, I want the background on this, Ben. I really want the background on this... Um, Tweet. What is going on? What? There it is. Finally uh, the, popped up. In the sky. There's advertising. You're at Daisy Community Server. Then there's taking your promotion to Sky's the Limit levels. Um, I like you even more, Yakub. You're a dog man. There are currently four dogs in the apartments. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. It's too much. It's too much. It's unreasonable. A lot of people will be Googling our names tonight. Huge thanks to At Laser Promo. Check them out for all your laser promo on media needs. Amazing tech and uh, reach. Blue Waffle Attack Force. Uh, but I do like Chris FPS's response. Hopefully they don't just search Blue Waffle only. Oh. <laughs> Did you ever make that oh, you, mistake? You know Google? someone has. Have you ever Googled Blue Waffle? 
I think I've seen it back in a long time ago when it kind of all first blew up. Never again, I think. Yeah. Have you ever Googled it? Are you Googling it now? Are you, are you cool? Should, should I do it in a safe mode? Do it, uh, don't do it at all. Yeah, don't it's horrendous. Do it don't do it. Just don't, no, just don't no, share no, your screen with not. us. Yeah, you're, you're far true. too nice to be seeing horrific things like that. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And many a Thanks for writing. as ben saying in chat be careful save yourself (laughs) but yeah that see that that it was a a silly little thing but i fucking loved it um and i love what blue waffle are doing you know they're they're taking um the marketing of their little community to the next level you know the sky's the limit and we, we sort of touched on it a bit last week as well with the whole um it's great seeing some people being able to make some money um, from uh, Daisy, uh, and we talked about it that you know it'd be great if BI worked a bit closer with um, some of these communities um, to help them to an extent. I know it's a bit of a risky thing, um, but yeah, it's just it's fantastic seeing stuff like that. It's you know if it gets another handful of people, another hundred people checking it out and coming and joining Daisy, great. What else did we have? Um, someone did try something there. I just okay. Nope. No hair. No webcam. Um, nothing to be added. <clears throat> so the uh, position for uh, the marketing is still open-ish. Jakub. Yes. Yep. As far as I know, yes. As far as you know. Um, but we've got Scotty um, filling it in um, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Scotty is currently a super busy man because like, he has to do this on top of his regular work. But uh, yeah, he, he is capable where he wants to be. So yeah. I believe in him. Yep. Very, very um, excited to see what he can do with the account as well. Um, because, yeah, like we said, it just went fucking gangbusters and uh, brought a lot of love back. Um, I think one thing sorry, one thing we haven't mentioned about the account for me is that it seems that there's a bit more transparency in the things that may or may not be coming because I think in the past, obviously we all saw Jakob's post on Reddit that, that kind of gave a bit more transparency to the current situation and what may or may not be coming. But I think in the past, people have felt a bit frustrated that yes. kind of the, they're not in the, in the know, I suppose, as to what, may or may not be coming. And I, I get the reason why um, Bohemia have always been, you know, sort of kept the cards close to the chest. But I think in some ways, the little teasers that have been given to people over the past couple of months, I think has, has really been a positive thing for me. It is, uh, it, is, it is difficult because you want to do complete transparency, but you cannot do complete transparency. So we have to meet it somewhere halfway and uh, you have to be very careful about what you reveal to the community because sometimes, and especially for the Daisy community, which is, uh, you know, like digesting your every single, or like, um, they really like, uh, yeah, they're dissecting, that's the word, sorry. They're dissecting your every single tweet and every single statement, and they are able to throw it uh, at you like years uh, in the future, like, hey, you promised this and so on. So you have to be extremely careful about what you promise and what you announce. So really, like, I think that, I, I and I hope that they will keep doing this, is at least 
what they know is going to happen 100% to to share it and to really like uh, excite the community for the future things ahead. Because I know they probably still have nightmares over the 2015 roadmap, um, but yep. the more information they can share, the better for everyone. Um, just yes. you know, it makes it easy for the modders and <clears throat> you know, I still kind of um, they said that there wouldn't be choppers, but I still kind of wonder whether one day we're going to get a, a patch update and it's going to be choppers um, are included. You know, because it's something that armor can't function without, and if they can make it for armor four, then sure enough, it wouldn't be too hard i imagine and the expansion mod got choppers working so yeah this is the, this is the single most uh, unhelpful statement uh, ever that can be said in the community and this is like i imagine it's not difficult you know <laughs> this is you, you get that every single day and yep. uh, people people who probably like you know who just estimate things how difficult they are there are I can tell you that there are small features that people can spend months on, you know, and there still wouldn't be perfect. And uh, the, the I was really like, this was one of the main things because when I when I started, uh, people warned me about like talking about the helicopters and so on. I, I'm not sure how much I can actually talk about it now, but uh, hey, because the devs are, are watching probably, uh, but I'll try it. And, and it's, uh, I really admire what the expansion guys are doing. And thanks to them, Daisy has become, you know, something more. And this is this is the case of every mod. Every mod is going to take the game in their own direction. And I, and I know that the guys on the team really appreciate that and want to give them as much help as they can to do that. And uh, I talked to Sumrak about this, and he said that uh, yes, we could do helicopters, but we would do we would do them completely differently than the expansion guys are doing them because they are doing them in like the easiest way possible. But if we were to do them, we would really need to create a sophisticated mechanic, how it works and how it affects everything in that world and is connected to everything. And of course, like connected to the code as well and so on. So yes, I think that the helicopters could be introduced, but it would be a massive undertaking and it wouldn't be something really easy to do. And there's, as much as I hate to say it, there's more important priorities for the game uh, right now than choppers. Um, I do think so, yeah. Yeah. Yes, make the actual hell he's not flying sedans to one said in chat <laughs> with a kappa. <laughs> to one likes to one likes to shit stir the expansion guys, and 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 Jacob Mango gives it back to him as well. It's it's quite funny to watch. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Community spotlight. So Foxy Pope posted that, oh, big congratulations, um, Amish Zed, making it to being a partner. Um, he's another guy who's been slugging away for years, um, and he's now finally achieved that partner status, and he's over the moon. And it's another great example of Daisy's dead. No, I don't think so. There are people getting partnered left, right, and center, predominantly playing Daisy. Um, yeah, so... Big congratulations to Amish Zed. He's raided me a few times. I don't know whether he's raided either of you two, but um, he's just a genuinely nice guy um, in the community. I've, been, I've never heard a bad thing said about him. I don't know whether he scripts his content. That's between Amish and God. Um. <laughs> but isn't this crazy? Like going back, going slightly back to the to the scripting things, like scripting your content. And like preparing it ahead of time and so on, it almost requires more work than actually yes. like. Yes. So, it, so it, 
you know, like, uh, difficult question, I guess. Now, we talked about it last week, Jakub, that, um, was it, one of you two did a scripted video? Uh, it was me, yeah. I, I, I didn't do one, but I did put the... I did put some work into attempting one. I did do some and stuff said, on my shit. on the server, and then yeah, pretty much fuck this shit. I'm out. I'm, and to be fair, I've gone back to it now. It, the worst thing is it coincided with expansion and 1.08 coming out. I didn't expect either of those to come out, and I was in the middle. I'd already built a base, had an idea of what I wanted to do for the video, and I was like, right, I've just got a couple more things to do. I can get it filmed, get it edited, and get it out. It'll be brilliant. And then expansion released on 1.08 release, and I was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Now everything's changed. Yep. So, but I, I have got Sorry about that. one. So, yeah. Well, don't don't apologise. Let's be honest. 1.08 and expansion have made it better. So, you know, no need to apologise. There, there is something that's probably going to make you feel better. Uh, the launch of expansion was a surprise to us as well, because <laughs> <laughs> we were we were trying to synchronize the launch and so on, and we really were were. Um, waiting for 108 to hit yep. and you know for the for the expansion guys to release after us and uh we came to work uh, this morning and uh, we're like oh it's out yeah so <laughs> yeah the, the communication there was uh was cruise fun uh but uh, i'm glad that it happened the way it did even though that uh right after the launch there was like this period where nothing worked and so on and uh, I imagine like this is going to happen in the future as well. 109 is going to be the same. Yeah. Things are probably going to be broken for the mothers for the first couple of days, and they're going to have to work around the clock to to fix everything. But uh, I think that that's the nature of the beast. It is going to be like this for the mothers. You actually yeah. um, touched on something there that I had a conversation earlier this week with um, uh, a guy named Spud, who's the head of the Daisy Down Under community. And we talked about... Um, some of you may remember, and this is probably going to be a huge can of worms, and I can see the hate coming into me straight away, but do you remember back when Steam released um, uh, a change where you had to pay for use of mods? Oh, yeah. And it got absolutely shit-canned by um, the majority of the gaming community. I never really understood that. I personally have no issue with the likes of Dewan, with the likes of the Daisy expansion mod. I personally am a Patreon of the uh, expansion mod. Um, I think they deserve to make a few bucks for the hard work they put in. You know, I know it's fan content, but you, you've got on one hand, you allow it to be a free thing done as a hobby where people don't make any coin from it. And you get... Um, Mods that are, um, you know, basically the modder gets around to it when he's good and ready um, or abandons the project and, you know, never updates it so it doesn't work anymore like some mods have had happen to them in the past. Or you make it a bit professional where, say, um, as a model that we discussed is servers subscribe and they pay a fee, maybe, you know, 5 or $10 a month to be able to use that mod. Um, and you get something like Expansion Mod, which has probably got, I'd say at a guess, 100 servers using. Um, 100 times 10, that's 1,000. Um, you know, they're making 1,000 bucks a month to make sure that their mod is professional. If the mod is not professional, people aren't going to pay for it. Um, I know that opens up a whole monetization aspect with Bohemia, um, but I personally feel that a model like that would be more beneficial to not just DayZ, but to games in general. Um, allowing 
you know, the, the, the people like Dewan and Jacob and all the rest of it who are fantastic um, content creators uh, of their mods and that, but to take it to that next level of being a bit more professional. Mm. I agree with you to a point where I think that this would also encourage a lot of people going in, into mo like trying to mod for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Where they would be they would be fueled by profit. You know, and one of the most beautiful things about modders is that they are pu like fueled purely by passion and it shows in the final results most of the time. So it, it, this is an incredibly, once again, very difficult question, uh, which I don't think that we will be able to resolve here, much like the cancel culture. But uh, yes, the mothers should deserve more for the work they're putting in, but also we should be careful about like uh, presenting wrong motivation for people who want to get into it uh, for, for the, just for the money. The one said in chat as well that it would encourage more content theft too which we've talked yes. about on this podcast before. But as Max says, passion doesn't pay bills. Yeah, I think it's a... I think I agree with Dewan there. I think that we have talked, obviously, on previous podcasts about the, you know, the issues of content theft. And I, th I think the, the work that modders do is absolutely phenomenal. And a lot of us wouldn't be able to do what we do, whether it be just as players or content creators you know, we a lot of us wouldn't be able to do what we do without the modders out there that do so much work behind the scenes. And like Jakob said, when whenever a new, obviously when 1.08 hit and it obviously things mods didn't work and they take a couple of days to update, they are working around the clock. And nine times out of ten, they're doing it completely free of charge. They're not doing it as part of a career. They're doing it as a passion project on the weekends type of thing. So, you know, I th I think it would be risky, but I think. I think every modder deserves to have the opportunity to take donations uh, for their work and things like that. But I agree, having it having it be you know a, a, a purely monetized thing would encourage more content theft, and and I, that's obviously not something that we want in the slightest. Ben saying there, mm. the expansion heli thief made more selling his dodgy stolen mod in a week than expansion will ever receive in donations. I think as well bad. for me. The risk is that I think if, if mods were compulsory to pay for, for example, I think that would potentially just increase the shit that modders got because if people were paying for the product, like we, we spoke about a video last week on YouTube where somebody had said, well, um, thousands of pounds have been, or dollars have been donated to the expansion team, yet how can they put out this unpolished mod? And I think that that would just, in, just um, kind of in, in, um, increase a hundredfold if people were paying. I think they'd just get a lot more shit. Yeah, yeah. Like basically what you said, Jakub, it's a very complex issue. Mm, yeah. But I have to say that uh, I think that the mothers are a blessing of Daisy and uh, it is it is a really beautiful symbiotic relationship of the game and the modding community where um, I think that the game would still be successful, but it, this is part of the charm that we were discussing previously, where you also have the option to try the game through different lens, you know, through lens of somebody who wanted to create their own version of the game. And uh, this is, I'm super, super glad that I was able to experience uh, the DAISY development from inside the house, where I know that there's so much love for the, for the, 
modding community and there's a lot of support from the team side uh, so that the people can actually like create their own things their own worlds and their own version of the of the game so uh love both approaches from the bohemia side and from the modding community well talking about versions of the game um erno tweeted out so stalkers got a big update and i released a trailer for it did any of you guys get a chance to watch it or play it i didn't watch it but i did jump in on one of minders streams the other night because uh, he was he was playing and sat around for 10 minutes in his stream had it in the background while i was doing ten thousand other things and uh and it, it looks like the stalker stuff looks really good i've got zero knowledge of the stalker games and anything you know regarding that um prior but it, it looked really interesting i mean they had from what i saw on minder stream they had like these green radioactive gas clouds that you know that were only the sort of the same size as a as sort of two or three people stood in a circle and you and eventually they would dissipate and it would bring up some sort of artifact and then you'd go and pick up that artifact and do whatever it is you do with it and i think like you like we said in the in the previous topic you know having having that variety there is i think we've mentioned it on podcasts before where you know there is so much variety out there now there is almost pretty much a server or a type of of gameplay yeah. for everyone you know so it can only be a good thing that there's there's more of this type of stuff out there well as mondian made a comment on there and you all know what i think of him the work behind this mod is highly underrated in my opinion there's some amazing stuff and a huge amount of work going on there however the stalker universe has always been a bit of a cult thing so might not be for everyone yeah. but yeah <clears throat> i think with the, with, with the stalker as well it's uh the the target audience overlaps here massively because stalker games are really adored especially in uh, eastern central europe and uh, there is a g giant like hardcore core of the daisy community located in the same thing uh, same place liking the same thing so i imagine that this mod is going to be super successful in these regions awesome awesome brim you made a post what's the link for again um, did. Oh it's, yes, shrooms. Uh, shrooms. Shrooms. Now, now I want to preface this uh, by saying I actually I do not know whether he's coming back to Daisy. He might not be. So I just want to preface this. However, I think I mentioned him on this podcast a few weeks back when we talked about uh, Wobo coming back. Um, and I just think it's it's getting to that point now where we've got a lot of old school Daisy content creators coming back, whether it be to Daisy or just coming back to content creation in general. And I think it's just it's such an exciting time to see a lot of these great content creators coming back. Um, but on the on the topic of, of Shrooms and him coming back, uh, he actually someone uh, replied to his tweet that he put out with the video saying rebooted. Uh, saying what can we expect to see on monday besides your face call of duty world of warcraft daisy and his response was i'm gonna take my time and talk to you guys about my plans and then you're gonna have to see some quote unquote back to the roots games are very possible though so maybe i'm looking into it a little bit much but for me that tells me that there is a there is a chance of a daisy return for shrooms and he is one of the first people that i discovered as a content creator back in the day when i first discovered daisy and i would sit for hours watching shrooms play um you know and his his sub alert was uh was a song uh called nuclear by a, a british uh singer called mike oldfield that my dad knew when he was younger 
you know, and, and it got me into that side of things as well. So the idea that there is a, even a remote chance that Shrooms not only is coming back, but then coming back to Daisy possibly, when you add that into Wobo and the possibility of Frankie making some sort of return, like the, the next the next 12 months in this community, regardless of content updates and mods and what have you, is just going to be absolutely phenomenal and I cannot wait. Val, what about you, mate? What's your community spotlight for the week? I think for me, it's quite a, not as um, explosive as I don't think, but for me, it was, um, I've just watched, recently watched um, Sour Sweets, the first episode to a new series on YouTube that he's doing, and I've been a big fan of his content for quite a while. Yeah, I think he, I think he makes some of the best Daisy thumbnails bar none. It's incredible, and his videos have always been, um, you know, really appealing to me, so... It's interesting to see him doing a new series as well. Who stood out for you, Jakub, as um, content creators when you first started looking at the Daisy content oh, creator community? <laughs> um, I know it's a bit of a, a loaded question, but I'm curious to see who I have, really... I have to be careful here. Uh, it's almost like you imagine where, where in a movie you get those like uh, brown dossiers about certain yep. things, certain people... So I was briefed about a lot of community members. Uh, major, like the, the probably the fattest file was Spaggy, and like uh, <laughs> I can see why. Like uh, have fun with this guy, but be aware that uh, he's a troll, and he has been uh, an absolute godsend. Like he's been he's been supporting me all the way. Like we had uh, uh, DMs uh, going, you know, right from the get go. Uh, I also was briefed about you, uh, Boydy, of course. Uh, I was briefed about Minder. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail here. Uh, yeah, I was briefed about a lot of, a lot of people. And uh, so I had some, some sort of expectations going into it. But uh, for, for me personally, who stood out just for the infectious personality and just joy to watch this man was Don. That you had on the Don podcast, uh, Don Sibley. I just Sibley, love yeah. the man. He he has such a such a lovely personality, and it's just like just even watching his invites for the streams is is a joy, you know. Yeah. And it's uh, I don't know. He 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 has something that that spoke to me. I I also really enjoy Lax uh, and his like super crazy uh, yep. streams and so on. Uh, I really like Running Man. Uh, he, he has that uh, fun uncle vibe, you know. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. I, it actually like from work. It became my hobby to watch these guys play uh, outside of the working hours. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm just going to be like completely honest here. I was taken aback about how accepting this community was and how like. These, the, 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 the healthy core of the community sticks together and is supportive and they watch each other and they like each other and they like talk to each other and so on and it's been it's been it's been amazing like I, I, there's nothing I can say about anyone that uh, is super negative you know that's awesome it is um... <clears throat> Yeah, like like we touched on, there's been a little bit of toxicity creeping in, but we're hoping we can stomp that out and just stick get back to focusing on the good stuff because, you know, Daisy, it's a niche game. 
uh, a niche audience. Um, and if we don't stand united, those of us who make content, mods, bloody run servers, everything like that, then what hope um, do we have for the game? That, um, yeah, if you know, people join in and they, the first thing they start encountering is toxicity, then, oh, shit, yeah, don't want to be a part of that. We all know communities of games that um, have gotten very toxic um, and how it's just not fun to play them anymore or you know, it might be a server or even just a whole game. Uh, Ben's just saying we are in the BI database now. I wonder who I wondered who those people were parked outside of my house with binos. <laughs> 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 Last question for you, Yaku. Mm-hmm. Namolsk. Mm. Yeah. When? 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 When it's ready. <laughs> when it's ready. When it's ready. Let's just leave it at that. But I can tell you that uh it's in good hands oh we know that we all know that um and as much as you know it would have been great if we had it by now um having you know spoken to Sumrak myself um and just the the vibe he gives off um the the, the thing that made impress me the most was he said daisy's not in a state yet to suit the the, the game to, to suit the server when he gets it there which makes me happy because Ultimately, at my core, I'm a more hardcore player. Um, prefer the harder, grindier servers, even though I've been plebbing it a bit lately and playing an easy loot server. But um, I'm very, very excited to see where he takes the base vanilla version of the game. There, I don't know if I should talk about this, but there have been half-jokingly, you know, said uh, things around the office like, hey, you know, like, are we going to... Is, the, is there a chance we're going to make this like a DLC, you know? Like, is it, is it going to be that good? And people are started laughing and so on. But you could see, like, maybe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've, we've, um, we've hypothesized about that ourselves, that um, is the um, mod going to become an official DLC just because he's... I, I, think, I, think, yeah, I think it's going to... Uh, if, if not, it is definitely going to meet the quality, you know. Because, like, yeah. from from what I can say and from what my experience was with working with Sumrak was, is that he is uh, a per- perfectionist, you know, and he really likes uh, to work on the project until it's ready. And uh, despite certain limitations with the releases of the updates and so on, he has been doing the mo- like as much as he could to release uh, the update in the best state possible. So I have no doubt that uh, Namalsk is going to be a big game changer for a lot of people. Although I think a lot of people have got to remember um, that it's going to be different to what the Armour 2 Namalsk was. Um, he's changed mm. the lore of the world. Um, so, And lo- just looking at what he's done with Cherneris, uh, the changes he's made to the map on that, um, I'm very interested to see, um, not having played Namalsk myself, but to hear what the... The fanboys of Demol say when it's finally released, and um, mm. I've been—I I hit him up about every two to three months, going, "Ready to talk more about Namolsk, mate? Are you ready to talk <laughs> more about Namolsk, mate?" But as yet, he's um, declined. Um, but when he you're played, like that—you're like that donkey in Shrek. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> that, that'll do, donkey. That'll do, donkey. <laughs> That's got to be one of the best references I think we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> I just got roasted. Boydy the donkey. <laughs> well, many a woman has called me that by in the past. 
<laughs> no, 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 I think you're mistaking it with them calling you a jackass, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I got double roasted. <laughs> that's, the, that's the quickest I've been with that in about 20 years, so I'm quite proud of myself. Not gonna but lie. Somebody, your missus told me, mate. Well done. Oh, oh. Hey, there's still an open position for community manager at Bohemia. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you all so, so much. Any last questions, Jakub? Anything else you'd like to add, mate? Anything we need not, to touch not, on? Not really a question. I, I, would, I would like to make a statement, probably. Yep. Uh, I, I'd just like to say that uh, it, it has been a, a real pleasure to, to get to meet all of you guys in the community and also to meet the dev team. And uh, just for for the future, I would just like to let you know that you guys are in a really capable hands. Like the team that I've met, it, it it's they, they are professionals. They're veterans, and they, the most important thing for me is that uh, they love the game, and uh, you can see that from from everything, like every decision that they make, is that to really like address the feedback and to make the game as good as possible so so i would just like to say that uh yeah you guys have a lot of lot of things to look forward to because these guys uh are working hard on delivering uh much of what you guys expect had a question from chat um someone just wanted to confirm if there is only one software developer currently working on daisy not counting animation or map designers this is something that i re really cannot talk about okay but yeah I can, I can make faces. <laughs> hey, I don't know, I don't know. No, and look, if you could pass on to them as well. I, I, touching on what you said before about, um, you know, you said you came in, you wanted to help shine the light on the uh, members of the team and that. Um, and they were obviously you know, a bit punch drunk from stuff that's happened in the past. Let them know that the majority of us um, out there I know it's hard to say, you know, ignore the trolls and all the rest of it, but it's one thing that we've loved. And, you know, being able to get you on this show, uh, even though you're only there for a short time, but we, we want to know. Those of us who are passionate about the game, we want to know them. We want to hear from them. You know, I, I do love the Bohemia interactive videos to meet the uh, members of the team. Um, little things like that help personalize it. And, you know, DayZ's a long-haul game. It's not a flash-in-the-pan, one-year game like a Call of Duty title. Daisy's a game that you know becomes a bit more than just a game to the more hardcore people um, and the more we get to know about um, you guys the better um, another question um, any internships soon especially in map making I am not sure but uh, the only thing I can say here is I can recommend watching the Bohemia jobs page yeah where, uh, but generally, I don't think that internship, internships are something that uh, Bohemia is, is doing a lot. And uh, I think that the best way to actually get, be part of uh, any development team in, in Bohemia is to impress the company. You know, like many of the people that actually started working on the games that you guys enjoy started as mothers, for example, yeah. and so on. So, Samrak. Yeah. Yeah. Some Rex a classic example. Dean Hall. Dean yeah, Hall's another classic best possible example. example. Uh, yeah, well, okay, the second best possible example, Dean Hall. <laughs> yeah. Guys, thank you all so, so much. Jacob, uh, Jacob, I called you bloody Jacob again. Jakub, thank you. Hey, don't, so don't worry about it. It's okay. 
I told you it's okay. But no, thank you so, so much for coming on, mate. Um, it's, it, you've really breathed a fresh air. Um, oh, sorry, you really were a breath of fresh air in the DayZ community. Um, helped to reinvigorate that poor old dog that was lying at the door and it finally bit back and fuck, we'd love to see it bite back, mate. And I hope whether it's Scotty stays on in the role or someone new comes in, that they carry on that um, legacy that you started uh, because it meant the fucking world to us to see our beloved old girl, Daisy, finally get up off the bloody floor and start delivering some jab punches back at people who a lot of them fucking deserved it and they deserved more than just a roasting, but it was it was really great to see. Hey, that, that, that means a lot. I, thank you so much. Thank you. I'll make sure to, to to tell Scott to bite back. Yes, definitely. We want to see it. We really do. We all love the game. You know, we'll poke at it when it makes its mistakes and all the rest of it, where it needs to be called out. But we want to see. Yeah. I think that Scott is too nice, though. We'll change. I'm going to. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to teach him how to be a bit of an asshole on social media. <laughs> Put him in contact with um, Ben Bewoff, uh, Wee Devil. He'll um, give him some guidelines. <laughs> yeah. Okay, everyone. Thank yeah. you so, so much. Val, a pleasure as always, my man. Thank you so much. Brim, you. you're a legend, mate. Lovely. Thank you. Always, uh, always a pleasure. Never a chore. Never a chore. Say. It is. All the best, everyone. And ciao for now. Bye.